North Carolina finally gets the attention it deserves. National Singles Awareness Day. And why do we tip the surprising history of that pesky practice? Wow, look at you at the alliteration. Yeah, that was good. That's right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a long time. But we're we're back. We made it. What's going on in your life, dude? It's been a while. Uh, In the past, I don't even know how long it's been. We moved into a new apartment. Super, super cool. Tons of work. Great times. Um, Still furnishing it. Yeah, it's, it's it's still a work in progress. We're we're doing a little bit at a time, you know. Nothing wrong with that. But yeah, we uh we had to take a couple weeks off because of work, and then because of moving, and now we're back, and we're ready to share the truth once again. <laughs> share the truth. You <laughs> sound like a fiery enlightenment preacher. <laughs> this is the. Truth. It's time for the sermon to it's start. It's time for the truth. So. <laughs> Election season is fast and approaching. We've already seen it happen a little bit, and I'll get into why North Carolina matters in all this here in a minute. But we already saw from the delay in Iowa and then in New Hampshire just wrapped up, both of which Bernie Sanders won. It's soon going to get into Nevada and then South Carolina, and then we got Super Tuesday. And that's when North Carolina comes into play. Whoa. Uh, North Carolina. North Carolina. <laughs> wow. Best state ever. No, it, it is. It is. It's a, good, it's a good state. So we're actually registered as a swing state, surprisingly enough. We are, we are a swing state. And we're set to vote March 3rd. We have 15 electoral votes. And surprisingly enough, Parker and I won't be here for that. I know. Yeah. We planned a trip to Europe just in time for the primaries. Yeah. Which I'll have to go and vote early, but which I mean, obviously, I I won't care. The incumbent, the incumbent was is going to get the is going to get the um, the primary anyway for me. So it all it all rests on our friend Parker Baller over here. That's right, Bernie twenty twenty. Bernie twenty twenty. Yes, I'm dude. He's gonna he's gonna roll up. He's gonna run against Trump, and he's just gonna walk up to the stage and. Socialism, and then everyone's, everyone's gonna, gonna go nuts. Him. Everyone's gonna love him. Uh, this has never been done before. <laughs> Who could have saw this? So, why does North Carolina matter? Because we had our special election. We just had that in our yep. in the district that me and you were in. I think it was what was that District eighteen, I believe. District nine. Maybe nine. It's one of the numbers. It is a district insert number here. But we had our our special election between Bishop and McCready, and Trump came down. He came down for that. And we had the 2016, or 2012, sorry, Democratic National Convention here. So North Carolina, obviously. We're about to have the 2020 uh, Republican National Convention. Yeah. Right. And last year, or sorry, not last year, but 2016, was Ohio, where the RNC was. But Trump won that by a pretty wide margin, so the RNC didn't really seem to matter. So why North Carolina? Why North Carolina? And that is the question. Well, historically, it seems to be that North Carolina was always dominated by Democrats. But these were not your typical Democrats of today. These were conservative Democrats. So many of the elections, these conservative Democrats would jump party lines and vote Republican. Therefore... This has been a Republican-dominated state for basically, I think, as long as anyone can remember. I think the only the only time that it ever went Democrat was in like 1973. I think Republicans have won it since 
every single election since 1973. Wow. So we are a heavy red, quote unquote, unquote, but some things seem to be changing. It's definitely changing. I mean, if you just look at like demographics and everything, like you see it in Charlotte, you know, for the past 10 years now, you see it in Raleigh, you see it in that like whole triangle up there. We have a ton of people coming into the state, especially from up north. So you have a lot of people from New York and that surrounding area that are coming here for the jobs. And Charlotte and like the suburban areas, the urban areas are exploding, right? And they're bringing a lot of Democrats down here. And that is true. The number of Democrats has increased, but the number of independents has gone up the most. So there are okay. less... Um, there are less conservative Democrats that are jumping party lines to vote and Republican. And just independents now. Yes, and now it, and it seems to be there's more independents. Now, of course, you're absolutely correct with the suburbs. They vote, they vote Democrat. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we saw that in the special election that we have between Bishop and McCready. We'll see that in basically every other election. Charlotte usually votes Democrat. Oh, the city, sure. The city itself. Um, but those rural areas are very, very strong conservative footholds. Mm-hmm. And that's basically where I mean, it's Bishop why it makes us a money. swing state is because we have like, you know, very polar opposites and you drive like 30 minutes yeah. and it completely changes. So in 2016 and 2018, so in 2016, Trump won North Carolina by 170,000 votes or 3.67. Yeah, three three. Point six seven points in his surprise 2016 win, which was the greatest margin since George W. Bush's victory in 2004. So big win mm-hmm. for Republicans in 2016. And then in 2018, 13 U.S. House seats were up for grabs. And if you remember in 2018, this was the whole um, quote-unquote blue wave, which it was like yeah. when the, the House did get swamped. Um, three went to Democrats and then 10 went to Republicans. So we voted a lot of Republicans. Yes, so yes. We North Carolina seems to be still a Republican state, and that's my and that's my kind of opinion, and that's kind of the take that I'll bring on this: that North Carolina is still a very Republican state. However, I think they might still have the majority for now. I wouldn't. I'd feel like it's it's not going to be the case in a couple of years. Like, if and, you look at it five years from now, I feel like it's going to be a lot different. And that's what we're starting to see. So Democrats broke Republican state legislative supermajorities in 2018 with, again, urban and suburban victories. Trump sure. doesn't do too well in urban and urban environments, nor suburban women, for that matter. He historically has not, he's not done the best. Well, like he, I said, a lot of these suburbs are people that aren't native to North Carolina. A lot of these people are coming from more blue states like New York and the Northeast and all that kind of stuff. Along with that, Trump's approval rating in the state has actually fallen 21 points since January 2017. Wow. That may seem like a lot, but I would take that with a grain of salt. I mean, polls are also, you know, they're not very conclusive. And Trump's had a very good month. His approval rating before impeachment was 39% in a Gallup poll. Now it's 49%. Um, so it's gone up, which wow. is this has been the highest he's had in office. I mean, he has yeah, the greatest the greatest support since Reagan in the in the Republican Party. Forty six percent of people thought he should not be removed from office. Now it's fifty. So it's to 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 pretend that Trump is going to be is going to be it's going to be a walkover for Democrats. I think is oh, it's definitely not going to be a walkover. Um, 
of course, at the end of the day, it depends on who runs against him. Yeah, so if we look at some of the polls from that have been recently been taken um, by East Carolina University, which is the Raleigh-based public policy polling, ECU. Woo. I've never been to ECU. Wow. <laughs> I, I've never, I've never been to ECU. So. I hear it's nice sometimes. <laughs> I heard they have a good, heard they have a good dentistry program. Y- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when comparing Trump versus Democratic presidential contenders, so this would be against Biden, Warren, uh, Sanders, Buttigieg, uh, Kamala Harris, but I mean Kamala Harris has dropped out. And also, Andrew Yang dropped out, so pretty sad about that. Yeah. yeah. Pour one out for Yang. Pour one out for the most reasonable I know. of the men. I, I was a fan. I was a fan. I think, I think everybody in their heart of hearts liked, liked a little bit of Andrew Yang. Yeah, I know. It was a good time. So out of the five, out of the five polls, this is from Fox, NYTECU, the PPP, and Survey USA. Trump versus Biden. Biden has them 3.4. By uh, which I'm not too surprised. I think Biden is the deadliest candidate when it comes to beating Donald Trump. In Probably my opinion, has the best chance. That's yeah. what I think. Um, Trump versus Sanders. Sanders is up one point. Uh, Trump versus Warren. Trump is up point four, and Trump versus Buttigieg. Trump is up two point two. So again, it's worth taking these polls with a grain of salt. Uh, at least this kind of gives us a base to go off of and to think about what North Carolina is thinking where we're about. at right now. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Trump and our and the conservatives have not started really campaigning that heavily yet. Uh, we have a huge war chest and to, to pretend that Trump's going to sit at like 42, um, 45% of the, of approval raving is, I mean, ridiculous. It'll go up. It historically has always, I mean, it always campaign, gone up once, once the campaign starts started. And once the RNC comes, I'm yeah. sure that'll have a big impact. Yeah. So the main the main takeaway from all of this is can Democrats win without North Carolina? Yes. Can Trump win without North Carolina? No. If Trump loses oh, if Trump loses North Carolina, then that's an incredibly bad omen yeah, he's for like what's to he's, come. He's running out of options. Right? Yeah, that's that's really that's really it. So North Carolina for the conservatives, or at least the Trump campaign considers North Carolina to be of the, like the four core states that they have to win. Mm-hmm. They need to win Ohio, Iowa, Florida, North Carolina. That they've got to they've got to win those states. Interesting. And so it's good having the RNC here. Sure. Because of that. Yeah, I mean, it's a smart move. It is. So that's what we have to look forward to in 2020. And I'm excited. It'll be a good time. Get ready because Bloomberg is going to be spending out his booty something like 20 million or probably like $200 million he's ready to spend on Super Tuesday. Jeez. I've already seen him. I've already Just started to, to see that. Yeah, yeah, he's spending all his money on Super Tuesday. He's disregarding Nevada. Uh, I'm not sure about South Carolina, um, but he wasn't even on the. I mean, if he's got the dough, what, he, can, why he, can, not? he can try his best. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a very wealthy man. <laughs> why not? Why not? Why not just take 200 million that you could, you know, give to charity? Ah, or something don't like that come on, stop just, that. You know, throw it away. Oh, <laughs> come on. 
This is fun. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm just giving him crap. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be good. I'm excited. North Carolina actually matters. We should be getting a lot of. You know, it'll be interesting to see how the state swings. And hopefully a lot of candidates will come in. I saw, I got to actually go and see an Andrew Yang rally. Yeah. That, that was, was cool. fun. Um, apparently, Bernie hosted a rally yesterday. Yeah, I heard about that. Yep. I heard about that. They texted me about it. Ah, there I you go. I didn't see the text till today, but I was like, darn it. <laughs> Once again, I'm asking for your support. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah, I think you're right. I think we will see a lot of candidates come in, and people will be pushing for this state. Yeah, and then what? Warren went to Chapel Hill, didn't she? Yep. A while ago? Yep. Yeah. I need to go. If 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 they come back, I'll go. Okay. I'll, I'll definitely I'll definitely want to go. Take a trip up. Yeah, I don't think you'll see me like raising the, the little poster or anything um, for Warren twenty twenty, but I'll go. Yeah. I'll, I'll have fun. You can just I'll give him a little thumbs up. I'll give a little thumbs up. I'll support. I'll support our democracy. <laughs> nice. I'll support, I'll, <laughs> support democracy. That's as far as I go. I'll support the democracy. Very right, fair. So moving on to a more kind of fun stuff. So I recently took a job as a server in a restaurant in South Park. That's right. A big money restaurant. Ooh, big money restaurant. Um, and that's what I've been doing with basically all my free time. So, uh, yay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, en- I'm enjoying oh, wow. it. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying staying busy. Uh, it's a good time. It's a good time. So this got me wondering, since servers basically rely on tips for their income yeah why do we tip well well yeah i guess a little pretense for those who don't know um the whole concept of waiters essentially their their wage is tips is if you work at most of these restaurants your actual hourly pay is something around two dollars yeah so yes that's the required i think that's like the required federal minimum yeah well essentially what happens is like there's a there's a federal minimum for it and and what the restaurant can do is pay you only like two dollars an hour which is below minimum wage but they include your tips in your wage so as long as the what they pay you plus your tips makes over minimum wage they're good um and for most most servers essentially you live off your tips because that two two x dollars an hour um, essentially pays off your income taxes, and you get like a zero dollar paycheck every two weeks. Um, at least that was my experience. Yeah. Sometimes negative. Sometimes you owed the government taxes. Oh yeah, definitely. You will definitely owe the government. Yeah, like taxes. your two dollars yes. an hour was not covering the t- income tax and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I I'm basically expecting for my regular day job that I'll get no no money back. I might owe like a little bit, but I expect to get like none of the tax return yeah. from that at all. Sure. Which is fine. Which is fine. I don't mind. You I mean, know, it balances out, right? It balances out. But yeah, in, in the case of servers, um, essentially you do live off your tips. Yeah. Whatever you make each night is what you're taking home and that's all you're getting. So where exactly does tipping come from? Well, we're stuck with it, as we all know. So let's look back into the surprising history of it. So well over about 650,000 restaurants... In the country, have I mean, it's tipped com- it's commonplace. Yeah. It's commonplace. It's commonplace. It's what you do. But it's not like that all over the world. It's not at all. So we'll be going. Well, I spent three months in the Czech Republic, and Parker's going to be able to experience that. Tipping is not a big thing over there. Yeah. It's not. They pay their servers a higher hourly wage. So tipping isn't a, isn't a big deal over there. So... What the word tipping kind of comes from is 
I think this is kind of like the myth around it. We're not entirely sure about it, but it it basically means to ensure promptness. And oh, it was a phrase cool. written on dishes for coins at shops, thus creating the acronym TIP. Mm-hmm. So it really started in the Middle Ages when the master or the noble essentially would give his servant a few coins for doing good work. Wow. And that's where it started. <laughs> and we just kind of snowballed with it. So tipping then spread all over the world. And this is, well, not all over the world. All over Europe. It starts in in Europe. And we get this wonderful little gem from Scottish philosopher and writer Thomas Carlyle, who said in 1800 about a waiter in Gloucester. Gloucester. Am I pronouncing that word right? Gloucester? I should probably know how to pronounce it. Gloucester. Someone's going to kill me. (laughs) The dirty scum of a waiter grumbled about his allowance, which I reckoned liberal. I added sixpence to it, and he produced a a bow which was near rewarding with a kick. A curse be the race of flukeries. Flunkeries. I, I, I really don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> he's very mad. He's obviously very mad that he has to tip. Yeah. He has to tip. So I, I, think, so that's, I think that's great. So in 1840, we didn't tip at all. Before 1840, there was no tipping in tipping the United States. Thing. It was all in Europe. So what happened? Well, basically, after the recovery in the Civil War, more Americans of upper class went to Europe and they started to pick up tipping and it was picked up because they believed it was a cultural thing. So like a cultural status thing. They saw all these fancy countries. Yes. Wealthy Europeans doing it. And so they wanted to show how cultured they were. Mm -hmm. And so they started to bring it over into America. And there was actually a lot of resistance because a lot of Americans thought that it was un-American to tip because of or basically our history with the British and the American Revolution. They thought that you giving money because you think that you're deemed so much more high class than the other person is ridiculous. So there was a, a initially some resistance, um, but that was basically squashed and we continue to do it we continue to do it i'm assuming the early adopters were you know the people that started getting tipped they were just like hey this is just some extra money all i had to do was be nice and smile (laughs) well a lot of it was also because of circumstance so the great depression definitely Mm -hmm. didn't help trying to get rid of tipping because employers basically just cut wages and said yeah we'll rely on your tips therefore or so that i can make some more money during the depression so that's where the pattern of relying on tips and so then once the depression was over they were like you know this is actually not a bad idea so they stuck with it Mm. and it was later enshrined even further when we set up the federal minimum wage that then employers could just say all right you want to earn two dollars 15 or seven dollars 25 great like oh i can pay you that it's required by the minimum you can just make whatever tips whatever yep so we're stuck with tipping it's here and (laughs) a lot of it's not going away (laughs) and a lot of theorists have tried to come up with why we still tip and does it matter like if you're nice and Uh, what are the things and what are the things that may lead to Better tips. 
So George Foster put out this idea of the social pressure theory of Ooh. tipping that we tend to tip in places that we're having a lot of fun and that people that are serving us are not. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's... Oh, okay. So, so his we, idea is like we bars. Feel, we feel bad yes. that we're having yes. like a great time on yes. a Saturday night and this person has to like work. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> so, so bars, restaurants, cruise ships... Um, your dumbwaiter at, or your bellboy at like two o'clock in the morning who has to carry your bags for you, <laughs> you to go to the airport and you just like, feel oh, bad. Man. That's why you don't tip at like the dentist's office. I mean, I'm not saying we can't. <laughs> no, no, but it's just, uh, great job. That's dentist. his, Here you go. that's his idea. So the Here's social, the social pressure theory oh, I see, I see. Yeah. is saying that we do it because we feel bad for the people that we're having such an awesome time and they're That's not a bad theory. I'm trying to think of like an example of where that happens that we don't tip. I don't know. I think it's I think it's, I think it's pretty solid. So it's pretty solid. <laughs> does it. does good service actually matter? And this Ooh. is this is the meat that I really want to get into. So Michael Lynn of Cornell finds that better service is only partially correlated with bigger tips. A step up on a one to five rating scale of customer satisfaction translates into just a small increase, anywhere from 15, 16 to 17% of the check. And I mean, I'm, that's an extra one or 2%. That's like an extra couple, like 30 cents right there from most restaurants. <laughs> but I'm saying that this idea that good service matters, people are going to tip what they're going to tip. I'm, I'm, um, I'm going to be honest. I've given. I just started serving at this restaurant. And I'll be honest, I've given some bad service. All right? Yeah. Like, for me, just a Well, it happens. A some, lot. Sometimes you have off days. Sometimes yeah. you're too, like, just, too busy with other tables and a stuff. A lot yeah. of errors. But I've still gotten a good tip. Yeah. And it's I think it's just because people are going to tip what they're going to tip. And... I guess. Unless... I think it's, I think it's kind of subjective, though. Because everyone has their own perspective on tipping, right? Some people are like the attitude of like, I will always tip 20% every single time. Um, and a lot of those people are the people that have worked in the restaurant business before. And as for, a waiter. The, and for those people, we, we love you. That's what Keep I'm saying. Keep doing your yeah, thing. That's what I'm saying. Like I could never like not tip somebody now because if even if I have like really bad service at a restaurant or something like that, like in my mind, I immediately think, oh, this person, you know, I did this before. I could totally see this person just having a bad day. And like they're they're just off their game, and like I, I feel bad because I'm just like you know just because they have an off day doesn't mean they shouldn't be able to walk home with some money. You know, yeah, everyone I, again, I just think everyone tips what they're gonna tip, and uh, that's I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a very broad statement. Unless but I guess you, it, maybe well, I guess general, unless you like in general, unless you just like spit in their food. I mean, <laughs> I mean it right in front of them. <laughs> You're right in front of right in front uh, of yes, them. Yes, here's your entree. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that maybe that will give a decrease in the amount of tip. <laughs> Let's do a study. We'll have to try that. Yeah, you you keep you keep doing your job at your restaurant, and I'll like sit in the corner and take <laughs> notes. And every time you give people some food, you spit, and we'll see how much tips you make. <laughs> you know, It'll be our new experiment. I'll be see how fired I get. <laughs> how much? How many jobs I lose? So, what actually leads to better tips? So there's been a number of studies out there. So a 2009 study published in the Archives of Sexual Behavior. I like how they put archives to make it sound like it's... It sound like actually something legit. legit. Yeah. Of, of sexual behavior. Yeah, yeah, something really stupid. Because, <laughs> you know, if they just publish like 
the sexual behavior papers. Yeah. Um, found that a large self-reported breast size among waitresses correlated with bigger tips. That's so dumb. That is the <laughs> oh, dumbest. Just wait. The dumbest <laughs> just stuff. wait. That is the dumbest stuff. If you think that's dumb, a 2010 study that's, in the International gross. Journal of Hospitality Management found that waitresses' use of makeup significantly increases their tips. Um, unfortunately for um, for men, it it doesn't work vice versa. So if you're an attractive dude, it doesn't matter. Like it women don't act, women don't actually tip more because you're an attractive dude, and men don't tip more because you're an attractive dude. I guess yeah, it doesn't matter at all. It only works. It only works with male guests and then female servers that's that's Maybe. the only way that's the only way it works i mean it, i guess like it's you in general no not that that's not crappy that, that hurts my soul <laughs> yeah right so women women do tip male servers better than they tip um female servers but it's not by so sorry i i, I overgeneralized what i'm saying I overgeneralized a little bit ago. So women do tip male servers better than they tip female servers, but it's by a much smaller margin than male guests tipping female servers. Okay. If that makes, if I explained that correctly, I know I just said a bunch of confusing things all at once. The waiter's <laughs> attractiveness doesn't seem to enter into the equation. Um, here are some other things that will help you get bigger tips. Ready for this? Okay. A touch on the customer's arms. Kind of creepy. <laughs> Stooping down to table level. Kind of creepy. Yeah, our, my restaurant, like, that's, that's a yeah, big no-go. Yeah, you're also six foot four, so you yeah. stooping down a table level is like you just dropping into a squat. Honestly, I would, guys? I would <laughs> like to do that because I have to lean a lot. Oh, yeah, to hear yeah. people. Yeah. yeah, I mean, my body just basically becomes like a lamppost. Like, it just leans <laughs> what over. Did you say? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. So I, I'd like to be, I would love to be able to squat down, but my restaurant's like, no, we're not doing that. Not at this place. Not <sighs> Whatever. A flower in the hair. Okay. We can try that with you. Mm. It might help. Hey, more tips, bro. Introducing oneself by name. I could see that. Which again. A man. lot of these are like making you come across as friendly. And like personable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the, I don't know. These are gimmies. Giving diners extra candy at the end of a meal. So what you're saying is, is we should just stuff their like little bill things with like Girl Scout cookies when when they like when they finish their meal. Just a box of Girl Scout. It's cookies. like here you go, you owe me ten dollars for this box plus tip. Thank you. And then writing or drawing a smiley face on the back uh, on of the receipt. People. Yeah, on the yeah, receipt. That's a thing. Which you know, honestly, that's worked on me in the past. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not. I'm not gonna get up here and say that I'm. I'm immune to that. <laughs> That's that, worked. Wow, wow. What what great studies we're we're looking into right now? Like, yeah. ima- imagine like you. This is your job. Like your job is to just make do these like pointless studies that have pointless. Yes, they're pointless. They're not pointless. They are definitely pointless. Oh my they're God. just stupid correlations that like I don't know. Well, they're, I think it's great. Um, so my main takeaways are people are going to tip what they're going to tip, and if you want to earn more tips. Be a woman. Or just be nice. You can yeah, try that too. You could also try that. You, you could also try that. Yeah. You know, make yourself, make, 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 just bring yourself down, you know? It sucks being a man. You don't get as many tips. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. 
God, it's our male privilege. <laughs> it's our male privilege. <laughs> to not have a to not have Oh, gosh. Tips. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> so, to wrap up one of our last little subjects of the day. So, today is... What's today, Parker? It's, it's February 15th, a.k.a. National Singles Awareness Day. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs relationships anyway, ah. guys? <laughs> sad boy... Sad, sad boy year. Sad boy day. Sad yeah. boy day. Sad boy day. Oh, man. So exciting. Is it, though? Is it, though? Is it? We're bringing awareness to single people. Bro. Why? We- it's not fair that Valentine's Day is all about love and stuff. Ah, I hate that. And, and we, that's can't, just ce- the we worst. can't celebrate it. It's ah, not fair. <laughs> God, that's just the worst. I feel disadvantaged. I need because to be validated. I, because I am lonely. <laughs> so today is National Singles Awareness Day. Uh, the, the creation of Singles Awareness Day can be tracked back to 1999 in the United Kingdom. So another lesson from today, like we yeah. get a lot of, well, I mean, they basically have a holiday in which they celebrate a guy trying to burn down, I think, the parliament. That's a thing? Yeah, that's a thing. Oh, wow. 100%. They, they burn that's effigies cool. of, um, I can't remember, I cannot remember the name of the holiday. God, the, the Europeans have some great traditions. That's pretty metal, bro. I think it's pretty metal. And they'll get, like, time off like to, to go do this. <laughs> let's, let's take off of work and, like, go burn down. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure my mother, when she was in school, got time off of school. That's so it cool. It was, like, a holiday off. Yeah, that's, it's, I just think that's great. Oh, sure. I wish we had stuff like that in America. So great. <laughs> just burning stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, feel, if you feel alone on February 15th, don't worry. You're not alone. See what I did there? So you're you're alone, alone, but you're not alone. Yeah. So the rest you're of the, not alone in being alone. The rest of the modern world is actually feeling the pains of being alone. By 2050, Italy will have six million less workers due to their declining birth rates. So it's down 45 percent among women 18 to 45. That's a huge drop. That 45 percent. Italy is one of the only countries in the EU that keeps showing like negative growth. Italy that's is crazy, and we're going I mean, there. I mean, that's like you think about it. That's like fan, like the average family has four kids. Now the average family has two kids. Yeah, it's huge. That's They've like, got big, and don't it was literally cutting the population in half. Over and a, and a little year. side note: that's like economy devastating. Like that could absolutely oh, devastate yeah. your economy. Less of a workforce. Yes, yes, that could really and hurt don't your have economy. To fight for jobs now. <laughs> that's yeah. yeah well, we have all these jobs. You like all the nobody to work them. <laughs> a lot of businesses close in Japan. One person households are becoming the most common types of households in the country. Which that's, that's interesting. Yeah, one person I'm, like, households. I'm surprised that's a thing. Yeah, they say you would think at least you would live with like a roommate or something. No, one person households. A lot of it, a lot of the studies say that it's due to shifting. Uh, marital norms and the fact that Japanese women and women are kind of losing interest with Japanese men. I wonder why. Well, Dude, <laughs> I mean, the general connotation is like Japanese. I don't know. There, it's like a very misogynistic culture, isn't it? Um, I don't know enough about it. It's okay, traditional. Fair, fair. It's traditional, but I don't know. I don't know enough about it. I know women are getting married later and later because they want to focus more heavily on their careers. On their career. And that I makes don't. Sense. And I don't think guys are stepping up to the plate, in my opinion, and actually being attractive. I don't know. We can, I, do, we can go do studies. Opinion. But I don't, I don't know enough. Yeah. Dude, I, let's go figure it out. 20, 2021, right? Yeah. Our next trip. Let's get some funding. That's our next trip. We'll go, to, we'll go to Japan. And even in the United States, 
1960, 72% of adults were married. Uh, among today's among today's single population, which is growing, 63% have never been married. Uh, 23% are divorced and 13% are widowed. And that is paired with a ever-declining birth rate as well. So the rest of the modern world is also feeling the pains of singleness yeah i think i mean i think it's mostly a shift in culture um i don't know it's interesting because i think there are more instances out there now of like single moms and single dads and that kind of thing um and there is a lot more of a trend for people to focus on their career and get married a lot later yeah and my my general well we'll talk about this a little bit more but my general thing is it is a it is okay to be single for the right reasons if you're single because you're petrified of women or you're using you're just hooking up all the time or i mean honestly i'll say right now you're just watching porn as a guy and just avoiding all those responsibilities then no like i i don't think that's healthy yeah Um, well that's fair i don't think that's right so like being single for like the right reasons like like if you're really trying those reasons though like those negative reasons that like essentially like you're making an excuse to hold yourself back essentially um i feel like those reasons have been commonplace for a long time you see i would disagree i don't think they have because now we have an entire culture that is promoted hooking up and even in one of my last articles, I kind of okay, wrote yeah, about that, that's this. Fair, that's fair. That it's people are more, especially women, are more unhappy in this culture of just hookups, quote unquote, and that people are actually having less sex, which is contradictory. Yeah, I remember you writing about people, that article. People are having people were having more sex in the seventies okay. than they are now, but now we want to. There's no possibility that's all, that we we that's want. That's all people focus on now. Right. right, and we don't, like, God forbid we go back to the traditional settings in the 70s and 80s, right? Yeah, well, okay, maybe I was wrong. Maybe it's not, it, 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 it's always been there, like, that That sort of, like, you know, the, the reason people stay single, have, like, the negative reasons have been there, but you might be right as, like, you know, we're in this different culture now. I think it's been blown out of proportion. It, it might, it might increase yeah i think it's been blown out of the proportion with iphones or not just iphones cellular cellular phones um i think is a is a big reason video games a big reason for guys in my opinion um guys are actually like so a lot of people think well like school people don't have enough free time and i'm like well no actually there's you always we're still having free time but like we're choosing to spend it in a different way so like video exactly. games, I mean, it's, it's your priorities, right? Right, it's your priorities. So it used to be in the seventies, you know, you'd if you want to go out and meet people, like you go to like a bar, and that was it. Like yep. if you decide that you don't want to meet anybody there, like that's your thing. But you're gonna have to wait I mean, till like what, the next week. Do, yeah. Where now it's just completely, it's just completely different. That's so. Fair. I mean, I think the yeah, and I, I, we've talked about this before, and like this whole trend of like you know essentially the digital age and like our Generation Z, right? Like being like the basically the the guinea pigs for all this kind of stuff, and how the culture is changing so much because of it. And I mean, millennials are part of it too. Yeah, I see the millennials as the guinea pigs, and okay, that's fair. Gen Z as the backlash. Yeah. To, to be perfectly honest, that's no, that's a good, that's a good way to put it. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. The definitely millennials are where it started yeah and i think a lot of gen z is has kind of been you know maybe maybe this isn't maybe being single until you're like 30 
32 maybe maybe isn't like the best idea i mean yeah i think i think it is a blanket statement to say that a person should be single or should not be single by a given age um because i I think it is a person by person basis and there are like i mean you kind of alluded to it there are really good reasons to be single right if you're focusing on a career right or you have like x responsibilities taking care of like a, a family member or something like that. Like essentially you're in a position where you don't have the time to dedicate yourself enough to a healthy relationship. Like essentially if you were in a relationship, you would be doing somebody a disservice. I mean, but then of course, yeah. but then I mean, you're like that for a couple of years. And then eventually once you get to the point where you're either in a relationship or you're ready for one, that's when you're able to start making time. Right. I mean, maybe I still think you're going to have the same, like, I think any person that tells you that I'm single and I'm happy is just lying to you. Maybe they're single because they have more money or they're happy because they feel like they have more money, less personal responsibility. Sure. But we're all lonely. I mean, come on. Well, it is, it is, well, it is I mean, still the, the clock hits, the clock hits 11 o'clock and it's, and you're alone on a Friday and it is sad boy hours. hours. (laughs) Obviously. Right. Fair, fair. And okay. So that's, that's very valid. I think the feeling of loneliness, I mean, of course it's a natural human emotion. Oh, hundred percent. And like the feeling of loneliness is actually a good thing because essentially that's like your body telling you that it needs connection. Yeah, it does. Um, You have to, you have to go crazy. I think that's, I think that's very true. And I think, yeah, there are definitely, like people that are single can look at the benefits of being single um, and like the freedom that comes along with it. Um, but yes, at the end of the day, everyone at some point, you know, is going to feel lonely. Yeah. And it's just, it's just like, you know, will you act on that? And then also like there's instances where people get into relationships and still feel lonely. Right. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I have significantly more money and time now that I'm single, but that doesn't mean that I'm not willing to like give that up for an actual relationship. Like I totally am. Well, that's the thing is like, you need to have that mentality going in. Right. That's the correct mentality is essentially like if I'm and this is all getting into, I don't know, this is all relationship stuff, but essentially if I'm getting into a relationship, I need to be aware that my priorities, all of my priorities become less because I like, right. I now share the priorities of another person. Right. Right. So my priorities become less, my money becomes less, my time becomes less. And I'm giving that up to let somebody else be a part of my life. And I'm a part of theirs. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's all. Awesome. That's the thing is responsibility. Like, sure. It is, yeah. it is, it is a lot of responsibility and it's like some people aren't willing to have that responsibility and some people aren't ready for that responsibility. Yeah. But I still think we'll see, cause in pretty much almost every study that I've looked at, people are significantly happier. Like if you look at the rates of how happy people are in those one person households in Japan, like it's, it's not good. Well, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, even it, comparing, human connection is a huge thing, which is interesting. Cause even, I mean, it's huge women. It's a much bigger difference. Like the happiness among married women versus single women is, it's a huge, it's much larger than, than it is for men. But you found in you found an interesting, um, well, a little article that kind oh, of... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So redirecting back to after giving all our unsolicited relationship advice. <laughs> um, going back to uh, Singles Awareness Day. Um, happy February 15th, all, all you single boys and girls out there. Um, so I, like when Nate mentioned that it's this morning, when he mentioned that it's Singles Awareness Day, I was like, wait, I thought that was just like a joke that everyone said on Valentine's Day. 
when everyone's like talking about like, you know, they're buying stuff and they're going on dates and going to dinner and everything. And all the single people are like, actually, February 14th is single awareness day. <laughs> no, but it is a, it is <laughs> a holiday. Entire, oh, I, I didn't believe him when he first said it. Um, so 300 million people are all in on an inside joke. I, I thought that's what it was, dude. I thought we were all just like <laughs> high-fiving each other. We're like, ah, oh, we're so funny. Um, well, but, there's, there's Valentine's Day. There's and then, and then there's a Galen, there's Galentine's Day, which is the oh, same oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. as Valentine's Day. But there's no you never see like but a dude. group of lonely dudes. <laughs> like you don't, you really don't. You well, really, have you ever noticed that's that? What, that's what today's for though. You ever notice that that when you go out to there's Galentine's Day, you might get like a group of women that hang out or they might go to a restaurant, but it's never a group of lonely dudes. On Valentine's Day, you mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because we're all too busy crying. Because <laughs> we're too busy Obvi- being sad. Obviously. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Singles Awareness Day is its own thing. February 15th, the day after Valentine's Day. And like I said, I didn't believe Nate at first. So, of course, I Googled it, as one does. Um, and I found the nationaldaycalendar.com website, which I guess is just a fun little website that talks about all our national days. And so it, it goes into, it tries to its best to explain Singles Awareness Day, what it is, and how to observe or celebrate it. See, like, does it really say observe? Observe. Like, because ah. you observe a holiday. Yeah, you put on your safari. That's, that's the uh, verb You observe it. a holiday. Oh, yeah. I thought it was like you put on your little safari hat, you go outside, you're like, so ah, look, look at all the single look people. Look at all those single people. <laughs> no, but this this website just like, just, I don't know. They, 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 they had a good time writing this little little info piece right here. So I'm going to, I'm going to read it out. Um, on February 15th, singles awareness day reminds us that there's nothing wrong with being single. Except you're lonely. Nothing. You heard it. You heard it here. Nothing. In fact, the day after Valentine's day points out all the ways that singledom can benefits our communities and more. If we didn't have single people, our communities would be terrible is what they're saying. I don't think that's what they're saying. It's what they're saying. Um, There are several benefits to being unattached. Singles can come and go as they please with no regard to a partner's schedule. Fair. Wants or needs. Fair. Career opportunity. A single doesn't need to consult a spouse before accepting an offer. Fair. See, if you're in a healthy relationship, though, like, you two should make those decisions. I know. But that's the thing, though, is, like, you have to, you can't make the decision yourself. This is a responsibility. I know. But if you're in a relationship, you need to be aware it's a two-person decision. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I get this offer. Okay, cool. Cool. It's like, and, but you have to, you know, you have to confide yeah, in, your, in the person you're dating. Um, it's also easier for a single to keep up healthy habits. Um, because what? as everyone knows, when you what? enter a relationship, you, all your healthy habits that you've go had out the window. your life, go out the window. Yeah. Do you used to go to the gym all the time? Not anymore. Not anymore. Even if your girlfriend. You got a wife. <laughs> even, even if your girlfriend or your wife goes to the gym, you can't go. No. Because you're in a relationship. That's ridiculous. Sorry. Yeah, you can't do that. Uh-huh. Well, actually, all right. So there actually is a little bit of truth to that. They're kind of hiding. Um, you are healthier as a single person. So the rate of I think alcohol. In general, yes. So the rate of alcohol consumption is down. Women's waist sizes and BMIs are down. Um and smoking is also down when you're single. Now, does that smoking. is that is that because you're single and you're like, "Oh, I need to be healthy," or is that because you're single and you're actually trying to look attractive for other people? Well, I mean, and that's the, those that's are the, unattractive traits. That's the general assumption right. is like single people, especially single people that are single for a long time, they make like an into their into their, you know, mid-ages and everything, like 30s, 40s, they're 
always or not always, but in general, in better shape than right. other people right. their age because they're trying to. And it's because they stay not be single. They, they, yeah, they stay in shape because you know when you're in a relationship and stuff like that, you can lose sight of that kind of stuff. Yeah, but but that's totally fine. Like it's totally fine if you can because you're because oh, a lot no. of it, I mean, a lot of the singleness, natural, a lot right? of the singleness and keeping up with your body is to be attractive for other people. That's like, fair. And I mean, I mean, in a relationship, like not that stuff doesn't matter as much. It doesn't matter as much. I would say. And like, I mean, even some practices that single people have are unhealthy, right? So yeah. when you're in a relationship, those unhealthy practices go away. But I still think that's funny that you're in a, you're in a relationship and suddenly your wife's like, ah, you, Sorry, you don't want no to gym for you. No, that's ridiculous. We have to be unhealthy together. Now. Here's a Thank bottle of much. tequila. <laughs> Let's start drinking. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good um, one. And then, okay, so the, the, going back to the article, they uh, they they keep talking up singles, right? Singles come in all ages too, whether they're single by choice or happenstance. Recently single or pursuing singledom for the long haul, they tend to lead independent lives. However, that doesn't mean they're alone. Whoa. That's what I like to say too. Whenever someone However, says why I'm single, I'm like I'm single by choice. I, it, That's it's the a decision. It's not because I haven't actually met anybody, or I'm too terrified of women. It's just it's it's an active life decision. That's right. <laughs> and then they, they and I mean they give they give good reasons for being single. Right? They say singles may be raising a child or grandchild. They may be caring for a parent or sibling. Like I said, if you're spending most of your time with your career, and then the rest of your free time is dedicated to like taking care of a kid. Or taking care of somebody who's sick. Like I could I could see that taking up all your time and you just don't you like essentially don't have the time yeah. or the availability. I think in very I think in very extreme circumstances, yes. Sure. But sure. I, I think even it, it if would be an extreme circumstance. Like I'm working I mean I, I this week I'll work seventy hours. Like no joke. I'll work sixty five, seventy hours. Wow. I still got time. Like if I had a relationship, like I'd still got time. You I mean you make time, yeah. right? Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So, so those are in extreme, extreme circumstances, cases. yes. But I think as a general rule, don't be like, you know, I want to focus on my career, therefore I can't date anyone. No. No, no, no. You can do it. Yeah. All right. Don't you, make you, that excuse. You make time for the important stuff. You make you time. Know? Okay. And then I'll I'll finish out the, the there's some more to this article, but I'll finish out in the most important part. How you can observe Singles Awareness Day. Okay. Because we need to celebrate it because yeah. it's a it's serious it's a serious holiday and we need to make all the lonely people not feel so bad. <laughs> That's good. Um, We'd all be lonely together. <laughs> so so the website uh, instructs us to take a closer look at the single person in your life. They may not need a matchmaker, just someone who doesn't seem see them as a fifth wheel. Singles participate in local events. And use singles hashtag singles awareness day to post on social media. Wait, what was the thing about the fifth wheel? Yeah, a fifth, not a third wheel. I don't know why they use a fifth. fifth wheel. I mean, third wheel, fifth wheel, any of the odd numbers, you know? Yeah, you always feel bad for the single person that has to tag along. I guess, but you, not according not according to this website. You need to no. stop seeing some somebody that's on it on it like you know if you're going on a date with you and your girlfriend. And it's not a date. I, if you're I come along. along. <laughs> and it's not a date. But don't look at me as the fifth wheel anymore, bro. It's it's Singles Awareness Day. You gotta be. You gotta support me. Well, what about the? Okay, so you go out with someone who's dating another person to like I don't know a restaurant. How do you feel? Are you like? Um. Well, on Singles Awareness Day, I no, don't feel not like, not, don't not feel on every other day of the year. Other, I feel like a third wheel. Yeah, and I want to yeah. go home. <laughs> okay, uh, 
But on Singles Awareness Day, I was like, no, this is no, my day, is and my you day. guys are the second and third wheels. There you go. I am the first wheel. <laughs> the first wheel on this car that only has three wheels. <laughs> That's right. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Go out there, celebrate Singles Awareness Day, and be proud that you 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 still haven't had to give up your unhealthy your healthy habits. You That's know? true. That's true. Because when you get married, all the time. God, God, God forbid, you know, you can't eat a vegetable ever again in your no, life once you get married. That's, yeah, how, that's, that's how it goes. You sign, yeah, sign, the your, instant, you sign your will away. Yeah, the instant you get married, your husband's going to be like, here's a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> Let's start. <laughs> Let's go. Let's start chain smoking. Let's I've been it. saving cartons up Party for my time. entire life. Oh, no. <laughs> Here's an original four loco. It's time to. This one's got the caffeine in it. It's time to party. Oh my gosh! All right. Well, we are all finished with today. That's right. It's been a good day. A good a good day back. Good first one back. It's good to be back. Maybe maybe we'll hiccup here and there, but it's all good. We're getting back in the swing of things. We're we're rolling. We're uh, we're. We're wrong. I'm going to say it again. We're speaking the truth. We're speaking the truth. The sermon has ended. The sermon has ended. All right. Well, if you liked our podcast, don't forget to leave us a like. That helps us a ton with the ratings. Uh, before we got off, I thought, I think we were like ranked like a hundred out of all the news, like possible. No way. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Dude, yeah, seriously. 100? Top 100. Let's, That's great. That's awesome. And a lot of it has to do with the likes and. A lot of it has to do with the likes, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, the likes and the views and all yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So cool. remember to... But yeah, keep keep leaving likes and stuff. Social media, Facebook. <laughs> just, you're just going to name... You're just going to name the social media. TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> Yo, go on our TikTok account that we totally have. It's sick. <laughs> so, all right. Well, that wraps us up for today. And as always, have a great rest of your Saturday. That's right. 